I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Crick Index semi-final preview show. Things are hotting up in the tournament now it's getting to the business end of things um and to calm things down we've got dan rhodes andrew mcgoff and dan kennett joining me good evening gentlemen evening evening mate uh, so well we we had uh, dan kennett and, and andrew on the preview uh, podcast as well for the respective teams so i was going to come to andrew first uh, so andrew going back you know new zealand t- team of the tournament so far haven't lost a game um how do you think your boys are going to fare I think it's quite unusual. This is actually getting to a point where, you know, I would have, I said in the preview pod that, um, you know, I, I don't think we'll get out of the, out of the pool. Um, I thought the Indian game was a, a shoo for the Indians to, to trounce us and, and Aussie and, um, Pakistan will be a bit of a coin toss to see who won those games, uh, and hopefully get a win against Bangladesh. But, uh, yeah, it's turned out all right for, for our guys. Um, and uh, yeah, it's funny now we get to the the semi final and it becomes this bit of an attitude where you're like, oh, maybe maybe we could win this game or maybe we should win this game. Um, and uh, I think you know I mentioned at the time as well and on the on the last pod we did that uh, I'm not a, not a huge fan of the T20 game, um, but you get to a point like this and you, you actually you do want to win and I'd just be uh, I would be upset uh, if we if we didn't, um, but. Uh, yeah, it, it all come down to a bit of bit of a change of scene for us. Um, playing on a pitch that England are really familiar with. Uh, played their last two there. Um, ben Stokes coming out saying that the English have got the mental edge, um, having uh, having played there twice and having beaten us in the warm up and in the ODI series earlier in the summer. Um, so and and you know we're we're used to playing on some pretty spin friendly pitches and we're we're coming to play in in Delhi. That's uh, it looks like from from just watching the highlights, I haven't watched the full games, but it looks like there's been a fair amount of swing there. So, yeah, it could be the first time that we get to see the likes of a Bolter or a Saudi who haven't played up until now, just because there's been no assistance for swing bowlers. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna come on to that afterwards as well. Um, in that how Williamson's captaincy has has really come to the fore. But um, the other thing was Andrew that we we do it every tournament, don't we? Oh, New Zealand are the underdogs and all this. But you guys have been in a lot of semi-finals over the years. Yeah, I, I think um, it's probably a tag that suits us quite well. I mean, you look at the last um, the the ODI World Cup. We were playing in conditions that that suited us. Um, you know, and, and we knew the pitches. And as soon as we went and played on the Aussie pitch in the final, whether it was down to the 
not having the familiarity of the ground or, you know, coming up against an Australian side stuck to McCullum early. Um, but, you know, we, we do do seem to do all right in our, in our own conditions. or And we seem to adapt quite well. Like, I think that's one of the key things for this um, this tournament is that New Zealand adapted really well to the conditions. I think they're talking to Satner about the, the first game against the Indians and he commented that he saw the uh, the name escapes of the Indian spinner was bowling really hard into the deck, whereas as opposed to trying to float the ball up a bit more. So Satner tried the same thing and it just started ripping for him. So that's what he's done throughout the rest of the tournament. And it's uh, I think they've just, just learned really well. And I, I think a, a, a huge amount of credit needs to go to, to Mike Pearson. I mean, we, a lot of it's been lumped on uh, Williamson, which, you know, I think yeah, he, he's obviously doing well. He's, uh, there's always a bit of a joke going about about McCullum um, and his inability to win the toss. And, and uh, yeah, Williamson's won four on the trot, and we've, um, we've been able to do what we wanted to do, which was bat first each time. Um, but the team selections, you know, have caught people by surprise in a lot of these games. And and like I just alluded to, you know, the fact that we haven't seen Bolt or Southie yet is, is a real surprise. Uh, Dan, I wanted to come to you, Dan Kennett. Uh, unfamiliar territory then, semi-finals for England? Yeah, it's exciting times, uh, Amit. Um, <laughs> it's, it the ba- the Bayless uh, uh, pixie dust has done the magic. Yeah, the Bayless effect, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? Uh, no, it's um, it's been a while, actually, um, since we got to a um, and I think the champ- does the Champions Trophy even count? <laughs> I don't know as a tournament, as a major tournament. But apart from that, I mean, I think you had to go back to 2009 um, when we won it to, to find the last time we, we had a decent tournament. Have you found the tournament so far, uh, Dan? The English uh, boys have done quite well. I mean, chasing down that, a massive score by the South Africans, well, you know. And I think as a tournament, the format has been fantastic. Um, I think the way whoever's decided on the Super Tens. Uh, and the two pools and four games in each pool it, it, it's been absolutely brilliant um because and, and the number of games which have been close either and it, it's not just been um the teams chasing have sometimes come out on top and the teams defending have some sometimes come out on top but there's been some absolute cliffhangers uh you know and it's and they've been shedding them late night in india haven't they so everybody around the world's been watching i, I think that the tournament has been an absolute complete success from that from that perspective um, who have been the stand boy, standout uh, players for you, Dan, uh, from the well, England? It's, it's, it's all about the batting. Everything. Um, the, the only member of the England bowling unit who's going at less than eight and over is Plunkett. Everybody else is, is disappearing for, you know, to all corners. I mean, Moeen and Rashid, the spinners, have been dismantled for 10 and over, for 23 overs in the tournament. It's just, you know, but the batting... Um, um, you know, if you look at the top top run scorers and the top strike rates in the tournament, you know, dominated by the English, uh, pretty much. Um, and every member of the top seven has had a good cameo in the tournament. You know, so you know, well, they've all made a twenty or thirty a really good good hitting cameo in in at some point. Um, but Root is uh, got one hundred and sixty eight runs at strike rate of one hundred and fifty, which is just phenomenal. And Butler's uh, got Butler's got over a hundred runs at one hundred and fifty two. And Jason Roy. Can I ask you where there's a perception that Root isn't a destroyer of power hitter and Butler is and Stokes is and Hales is, but Root's strike rate just consistently in 2020 cricket, particularly this tournament, <coughs> is, up there, is up there with him? It's probably because he's the best batsman in the world in all form- formats of the game, Dan. <laughs> well, him or that's, a, anyway. that's a brave thing to say with Andrew on here. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he's, 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 he's not. Had... Definitely, definitely Root. Definitely Root. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say keep that pressure on him. Keep that pressure on him. <laughs> but Root is, you know, you only had to watch his uh, hundred at Johannesburg uh, in the winter. The way in that the match England won, he was just unbelievable. Um, and he, I think he scored his his runs there. He scored his Test match hundred off hundred and twenty balls. Um, and he, he just gets in and he just scores fours at will. You know, like like Coley did the other day chasing. It's it's just it's surgical with with Root, but he, he does hit the yeah, sixes well, as well. When we look at Roots, you know, he, he actually, and, and this is probably blasphemy, but he, he reminds me of a um, an Australian batsman, you know, some of these guys in their prime where they just score quickly and, and next thing you know, they're, they're at 40, they're at 50. And then all of a sudden they're pushing for a ton and it's just, just happened super quick. Um, you know, just don't, don't really muck around and they just, um, yeah, he, he is such a good batsman to watch as well. Um, he's, I think he's one of those guys where, um, yeah, you, you could watch him bat all day, and there it is like you know the, the Williamsons and the Coleys and all that sort of stuff. Just the way he bats, just as um, as superb. His use but, of the yeah. crease, his use of the crease. Yeah, he, 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 he's got no. He, play, he, play, he plays all types of bowling, and he scores runs all around the wicket. So I don't think you could ask for any more, to be honest. Yeah, I think Root uh, Root can play like um, like Coley the other day. He can play proper cricket shots, you know, and manipulate the field, and he can also play you know, power shots as well. So he's not branded as, as uh, some of the big hitters that that's all they can do. You know, the, some of the big hitters can either, it's either six or a single or a four or a single, whereas Root can play uh, the, the whole range. He's got the whole repertoire. So I think it's just reputation from that point of view. Um, but uh, Root's got it all. Um, that's quite similar to Williamson actually, because Williamson is, um, you know, he, he wasn't around in the, in the T20 format to start with because they didn't think that he could accumulate quick enough. Um, and 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 his use of the crease as well, like he's um, you know he's happy to use his feet, and uh, you know he can pull out the big shots. But you know you you look at his strike rate, I mean it's it's only sitting around the hundreds in this tournament. Um, but uh, you know he's taking that pressure off Guptill as well because he's accumulating. So that means that the likes of Guptill can can score quickly, or or the McCullums can score quickly. You're not got two guys just trying to hit the leather off the ball the whole time. We need to. Um... Highlight the fact that the two groups have had quite differing wickets as well. I think you know there was there's not been much Mumbai in the in the Indians group, and they've had the big turners, the real turners. Um, so there has been you know the economy rates for the bowlers and the strike rates for the batsmen. Higher strike rate in England's group for the batsmen, a higher strike rate for the bowlers, and lower economy rate in the Indian group. So it's you know yeah. it's, it's important yeah. to. It is, but even by even if you're saying that the the the, the, the England top seven are scoring at a really good T20 rates as well, because I was going to mention Jason Roy as well, because he's got 105 runs at 136 in the tournament as well, and if you're scoring your runs at 136 in the power play, that's that's a it's a it's a rollicking start, isn't it? It's, you know, you know, anything over 130 is you know is is, is acknowledged as elite, isn't it, Dan? Uh, huge, and and that's what I think. That's India have only scraped through through the genius of Kohli. Um, Whereas you need an opener, and if you've got an opener who's destroying the opposition attacks in the power plays, you're halfway there. That's the only reason why we chased down 230, 229. It was because we got off to such a good start compared to them. They've got two runs, we've got 23 in the first over. You're ahead of the rate, and then you just got to keep going at that level. It's just so crucial to get off to a great start in this game. So, so, so to sum up England, um, I think that every member of the top seven is in form. They've all had a, they've all had a good contribution at one point. So um, that's great. Um, so potentially good news for the semi-final, it, you know, at Delhi, um, but maybe not so much good news for the final at Eden Gardens if if we get there. 
I'll be, at, the, at this stage, I suppose you just take getting to the final. And then cross that bridge when we come to cross, it. Yeah. yeah, cross that bridge when you come to right. it. And um, but I, I suppose everybody would, would 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 find the same thing, depending on uh, you know every, everybody's in the same boat on that one. Um, uh, Dan, have you have you made the England uh, uh, set up and things? Have what do you think of it all? You know they've uh, really taken to the the T twenty format. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I, am I being harsh by saying? I, I haven't. I've been really disappointed by many aspects in games. Um, I think there was the the brilliance of the chase, but then in lots of other innings they've been very poor. In you know to seven down against Afghanistan, um, against the West Indies, the total mismanagement of that game, uh, the selection of Topley after he got destroyed in the opener. You know there, there has been issues there. Uh, Stokes has formed with a bat, but then you look at. That what Dan's just talked about and the form of the batsman and that's I'd like to ask Ander because it seems to me that the two strengths of both sides are going up against each other in this game and New Zealand's bowling's been what's been winning them the games um, their in-game captaincy and management their consistency of team selection those have been New Zealand's strengths and it's going up against England who are just brilliant seem to have a brilliant top order but also have struggled in the field bowling wise so it's interesting that the you know, we're up against your strength. Yeah, it is. But again, like our strength has been in Satner and Sodi. Um, you know, they've, they've taken a lot of wickets. Uh, well, when I say a lot, I, I thought it was a bit higher than, than what it is. But, you know, Sodi's taken eight, at, at not too much for, for a spinner, which is, is fantastic. And, and Satner's taken nine. But, you know, you, we're coming to a, a pitch now where it's probably going to suit the likes of a Bolt and a, and a Saudi or a... Um, you know, McLennigan's been been hitting the pitch quite hard, and, and he's seemed to have performed on on these uh, turning tracks, which is which is quite nice. But um, I think you know the the team selection for this game could be as perplexing for us as what it was for the first game. Like I remember standing with us chatting with with Rosie in the um, the preview, and and just thinking, oh, you know, it's a case of which of the three spinners that they're going to choose, you know, so that they only play one of them and and go with our. Um, you know the the two most better known names of, of Bolt and Southey, but yeah, they haven't they haven't even touched the ball yet. So um, I, I think it's going to be interesting. It's almost like they're coming into a game if they get selected, coming into a game cold. Um, or is it a case of well, you know the like you mentioned earlier about the the strike rates um, for for the bowlers have been all right on our side of the pool, but they've been on on quite spin friendly wickets. So. It, for me, it is a bit of a case of, you know, I, I just don't know what team selection they're going to choose, um, do, and, do, and that's going to be an interesting one. Do you think, Nathan, because I'd, like I'd like Dan to answer this, but um, what what do you make of Nathan McCullum, Dan? Because you've seen him live quite a bit for Lancashire. <laughs> I was absolutely shocked to see Nathan McCullum in this tournament. He's um, and, and Andrew, I called him the ultimate journeyman. <laughs> He is though. I mean, yeah, I was shocked as well. And and really, the only reason I thought he was there was, uh, and I think I mentioned this Rosie as well, was just kind of as a backup, just as in case someone got injured. I mean, I really, I I wondered whether they would use um, uh, Williamson as a as a spin option. Um, And I and I thought that um, Grant Elliott might have had more of a say. Uh, and, and really, he's only performed in the last game. Took took three for twelve off his four against the Bangladeshis. But um, McCullum, for me, I, I was absolutely gobsmacked when he not only was picked for the first game against India, but he opened the bowling as well, and he did bloody well. Um, and uh, yeah, I was very surprised that, that he was chosen. 
I, th- I think that um, Dan, that answer the question. I think that the, the Kiwis, are the, well, sorry, the Black Caps, not the Kiwis. I think they're the best run team in in world cricket, and I think they're. They, the management on on and off the pitch is is top top quality, and I do expect the management to make the right calls, and I, I don't expect them to change the team if they think the pitch is going to ch- is going to need it. And the only concern would be there that the guys coming in potentially haven't had any cricket, so that yeah. might favour England. But I do expect New Zealand to to read it well and make the right call because they, they they always do. What's the right um, call? What is the right call? I, well, I was going to come in and yeah, I was going to come I'm in and ask Andy that. I'm assuming the pitch is going to be like it was in, because I think it's the same wicket as it was, it was used in the uh, um, Sri Lanka match, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's, it's quite it's, it's going to be quite good to bat on, uh, and it's not going to be that spin friendly. So you know, I I would expect to see at least one of Bolt, Bolt and Southie come back, especially Bolt. He's a top bowler. Well, he's the yeah the the top ODI ODI bowler and he. It's just funny that, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. But the, the thing is, he can't, you know, he, he's bowling mid-130s. And if it's not moving, it's just easy pickings in this this sort of tournament for batsmen. Um, and I think that's why he's not bowling. The guy lies like uh, Milne, I mean, Milne's, he's in the 150s, so he's got the pace. And, and McLennigan bowls into the pitch hard. Um, so you, you just can't can't serve up the easy pickings of Bolden Southie when they're not moving the ball. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think this... Um, in the last two games, anyway, that, that England's played at this on this uh, at this ground, there has been movement there. So, but I'll yeah. be I'll be surprised if, if you know at least Bolt wasn't wasn't picked. Yeah, because if you think about the strengths of, uh, of Butler, Butler and uh, Stokes um, hitting through the line against extreme pace, they love it. They absolutely love it. Their only weakness, those two guys, is a little bit of sideways nibble. If it can get a little bit of lateral movement, that's that's when both have struggled more. But um, you know, you, you can you think about Milne. I, I I could see Butler lining him up. I think he'd quite fancy that. And Stokesy. Agreed. I'd I'd drop, yeah. I'd drop Milne and play Salvi and Bolt because of the swing. But I'd also play um, Sodi and Santner because I think England uh, will struggle against some quality spin. Um, and their figures have been phenomenal, even if they have been pitch friendly. This is it's not particularly how much turn they've got. It's their the, the, the ball in the right the lines, the ball in the right lengths, yeah. you know, they're digging it in, they're knowing when the captaincy having fields in the right place to restrict the runs, you know, it's a whole combination and like Dan mentioned, the best best run side um in, in T well, it seems to be in world cricket. We'll, but we'll England have only got one good player of spin and that's really the other range from average to mediocre, I'd say. Yeah. I think you. I think you're completely right, Dan. With the the, the English batsmen prefer the, the pace on the on the ball, and I think the the hardest thing for you know a couple of wickets fall, the new the new batsman comes in. I think if the slow bowlers are on at that stage, it's very difficult to get the ball away quickly or to get into any kind of any kind of rhythm. So I I, th- I don't think the um, the the black caps should change too much. I think they should stick with the 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 combination to, just to make sure they've got options. So I wouldn't start putting in. I wouldn't put Southie in, say, just because he hasn't had any cricket. I, I'd stick with the slow bowlers that have done the job so far. And then uh, a slow bowler still gets success at Delhi. I mean, uh, the likes of Imran Tahir played, uh, you know, j- just now when the South Africa played Sri Lanka at, at Delhi. So, you know, he, he, he I know he's, he's good in the format anyway, but um, I, I think it, I think that there's enough there. There's enough uh, slow bowlers to, to do the damage. Uh, and I think that Butler and everybody would quite enjoy the the ball coming on. I think you should play to to the strengths of the bowling attack so far. And uh, 
but it's an interesting debate though because um the, with the venue change and things I, it's debatable though i still think that you can get away with just doing the slow bowlers and they've done they've, they've merited their uh, the, the position in the team so far so i wouldn't go changing too much my only um optimistic thoughts are that new zealand have peaked earlier england haven't been at the best <laughs> and we we've we've got i said this last night i think we've got one really top notch performance in us that needs to come out and us, and new zealand have already had two of those so if New Zealand do it again, then absolutely hold your hands up. But I think England are due one. Maybe say, maybe say that. I, I never buy all that sort of stuff. Um, it's Fair almost point. like saying, oh, the West, the, the West Indies have lost their yeah, the momentum thing. I thought, you know, the Indians have got all the momentum Com- in the world confident. now. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I'm, I'm not confident at all. Kind of, it depends. It depends what mood Mr. Gale's in when when the when it, when it all comes up. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, I think the England New Zealand is a, it, at the moment. It's like a fifty fifty. Um, that's you, what you want. You want, you, it, you, you, want it, you want you want you want you want to have a semi final where no one really knows what the outcome's going to be before. That's the kind of sport that everybody lives for, isn't it? It's going to be brilliant. It is. It's absolutely. Who are you going for? You going for? Is it? I've got to go for England. I've got to go for England. <laughs> I'm just uh, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm there. laughs> you can't say it. You can't. <laughs> Oh, I've got, like I said to Dave in the WhatsApp group, I've got 25 years of memories clouding my judgment, and if I say it, I think I'll be jinxing it. Go on, Andy, you just jinx us, New Zealand. But that's the, no, that's the same. That's that's the same with us. Where, yeah, I think, uh, and you know, there's been a bit of a, a standing joke about throughout this tournament about me saying that you know New Zealand are the underdogs, and I think you know, much like yourself, we don't want to actually believe that. Oh, maybe we could do this. Um, under the radar was the phrase, isn't it, Andy? Under the radar, yeah, that's that's my phrase. Under the radar, and, and I think, uh, yeah. It, however, I talk about this, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get slammed, particularly by old uh, our friend Sikhant Bala. But it, uh, you know, for 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 me, you know, it's 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 a ground where England are familiar with. Stokesy's come out and said, uh, you know, you've got the mental edge. Um, I, I think it really is a coin toss. Um, and, and it's just going to be who can adapt to the, the conditions best on the day. And, and uh, yeah, I'm just really intrigued to, to see uh, what, our, what our team selection is. And, and um, yeah, I just have a feeling that it could be um, Sody Bolt, uh, McLennigan and Santner as the, as the four main bowlers with, um, with Elliot um, and Anderson uh, filling in for the rest. So, and um, I think this sort of pitch could, could with, um, Elliot's change of pace could suit him quite well. So, yeah, that, well, it is exciting. It's exciting to see. And as I say, it's uh, it's easy to say, oh, you know, I, I won't care too much if we if we lose at this stage. But if we'd gone out on the pool, I just would have been like, oh, how harm. But now that we're uh, now that we've got this far, it'd be nice to nice to go even further. Just one one thing to finish off uh, though, <clears throat> if you think about where England's weaknesses is, um, see Martin Guptill at the top of the order, he 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 could get in and and he could he, he, if he can destroy, he can win games on his own when he really gets going. So you know there's a there's a there's a something a positive for New Zealand at the top because England's bowling is the weak point. So he could he could destroy William Plunkett if it doesn't swing much. Yes, he was his, his weakness traditionally has been spin um, and 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 the sort of the same bowlers suit him quite nicely. Um, and uh, yeah, he was rested for the last game as well, but he's gone all right. Uh, he's uh, he, he had a good good eighty. Um, he got uh, got a pretty dodgy LBW decision in the first game against um, India. Um, not having the DRS has uh, helped them nicely on that one. Um, but yeah, he's sticking along nicely, and I think yeah, the England bowlers could could suit him quite nicely. 
Let, let's no, let's move on to picking on the Indians some more, Amit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> well, How when, they when, got out of that pool, I've got no idea. I, I have I have no idea. I mean, uh, I was very confident before the tournament. Um, um, with a bit of trepidation, I wasn't as confident as as most of the other Indians, if you like, of, of other people that have been on the podcasts. But uh, the main thing is that they've got out of the group. You see, so all the all the histrionics getting there. The fact is now it's almost like you can start again. And I think the Indians, I, I, I'm exceptionally comfortable now. I mean, West Indies and uh, New Zealand or England in the final. That's like a really good run. Uh, I just I just don't see the threat of the West Indies as much. Uh, you know, if they were in our group, I would have put the West Indies as a game that, yeah, we'd win. Um, whereas I'm much more worried about the teams that we were facing for the, all the reasons that came into into uh, into play when we were in the group. Um, but the I think the it's a good job that they lost to New Zealand first up um, because in that, that, you know, you've got the loss out of the way. Uh, a lot of fortune in the Bangladesh game, really. Um, you know, any one of those balls in the last That's over the understatement of the century. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it, it was like it was more than a billion people praying to like the forty-two thousand gods that we have, <laughs> or something. I, I, if I, I have been another. Uh, if that had been against um, one of your close neighbours, uh, that game would have been investigated. I can guarantee it. Um, if that was then, we've, we've had our, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you off the air. We've had our own personal. We've had our own investigation. Me and Rosie. <laughs> I'm Dan, and then, I'm well, angry. I'm Dan as well. I, I honestly think that that's the biggest choke of any of all time in any sport. I think, I, I think you're close. I think it's very. But, did, close. but John, I mean, especially after the celebration, did you see when he did the scoop and then he was fist pumping and everything? And I was thinking, everybody thought the game's over. And then I'm thinking, what are you doing, son? You just. Uh... They needed one run from three balls, and they got three wickets. It's you no, know, it, it's never. No one's ever seen the likes of it, and even in junior cricket. What? Just I'm just glad. I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was the biggest. <laughs> you're just like open jawed at the events. Yeah. But but the, you know, just two big pulls. They've been tonking it the whole time. That that's what they that's what they how they got there. And they just see the ball hit the ball. KP himself. Uh, we, we were big fans on the Ingham Preview podcast. But in the analysis, and he's been very good. He said himself, "You see that ball. You don't make a decision and think we only need one. I should nerdle it around." You see it and think that's going. It's how you see it. You should have Matt more Pryor, Matt Pryor said the same as yeah, well, exactly. didn't he? He said that because these these were like waist high full tosses that you know should be should be dealt you, with. Whatever I don't to, know why they went the aerial route. Have you ever tried to nerdle a waist high full toss? <laughs> you just can't. You, you see it and you think, right? You're getting a full swing with a ball straight at you. It's it's because they had so many chances. It wasn't like they had three chances of of putting it into the stands, and every single one got nowhere. But um, that's that's the game, and what can you do? Um, and and a lot of tournaments in the past have been on these kind of things. You know, you, you think of that infamous uh, South African choke when the when was it Alan Donald didn't run. This was worse. This was yeah. worse. No, but we, it takes these kind of moments, I mean, for the other team to do something. So, you know, Australia won the World Cup that year because of that, whereas really you'd think they should have been knocked out in the semifinals. Maybe South Africa that year should have won. So um, if India go on to win the tournament, you'll look back at that, that last over against Bangladesh and, um, you know, uh, and thinking that Bangladesh pretty much handed the cup over. To be honest, uh, I, I, was, I think your name is on this trophy because after finding a way to not lose that game, um, 
the rest of the tournament should be a formality in that respect because if you can win, if you can find a way to win that, then it's, it's anything's possible. I, I, I honestly think that you, your name is going to be on this now. I think some yeah, of the players. I, I agree yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I just think it's um, yeah. What you you've scraped through those some of those yeah. Well, that, that Bangladesh game is the the key one, but uh, I, I think that that that's it now. This uh, this ninety percent that we all joked about um, in the the previews. Um, I, India are massive favourites now. Uh, West Indies shouldn't even shouldn't be a, a, a challenge at all, but. Um, I, I think, but now that Kohli's hitting hit his straps massive big time as well, but uh, India are massive favourites for this tournament now. Uh, uh, come on, lads, let's look at this analytically. They've just played a group, they've got the home conditions, everything's perfect for them, they're picking their own pitches, they've got the most IPL experience, obviously. They get beat by New Zealand, who we thought didn't have a spin attack. Then they struggle against Bangladesh and should lose. Then Australia have them needing 41 off 18 or 19 balls. They've struggled. They've struggled in the games that they've played, so why suddenly would they, they turn it on? It seems to okay, me... It's because it's, it's it's it pressure off New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand have never had pressure on them. This is the whole thing. New Zealand yeah. can get to the semis and it's like a victory. <laughs> Under the radar, mate. Under the radar, I think the Indians are happy that they're playing um, West Indies, to be honest. Right. I think playing England is pressure again. For the, for the semi-final, I'm much happier not playing England. I just, I just don't. There's the, all of the. I get, I get caught up with the whole colonial past and all the rest of it, and all of that then plays in people's minds. You see, just like when India played New Zealand, they thought it was a foregone conclusion, especially at half time, thinking New Zealand got no score. Um, so they, they um, it's all in the mind. The game's all in the mind. Um, I mean, the Indian top order just can't click for nothing, you know. And it's, I'm glad there's a few days, and some players in that dressing room need to have a word with themselves. Uh, and need to sort of perform the the sharmas of the world, the name, the shikhar of the world. I was going to say name them and shame them. I'm well, right. Rohit Sharma. I mean, the other day, twelve runs of seventeen balls. He did that would have been a that would have been a career-ending drop if he was doing that for England in the nineties. <laughs> and uh, Shikhar Dhawan as well. Just you know, you think they've got it. They, they play a shot. They get a bound, a couple of boundaries or a six, and you're thinking, okay, okay, we're, you're in now. It's all calm. You haven't lost a wicket. You know, early doors. But then, unless the ball is these these players, the problem is they 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 enjoy the ball coming onto the bat, and because they're getting served up with these spin pitches, they they also find it very difficult to get the ball ball going. Um, you, you saw how how difficult it was for them in the first game against New Zealand with their slow bowlers. Um, so you know, other teams have got spinners. This is the nonsense that I think it's a nonsense anyway. I think if you have a flat track. Eight times out of ten, the Indians will back that their batting will, will outdo the other team's batting. And at the end of the day, they should have the superior spinners no matter what conditions, whenever you want to slow the game up. So um, when they overdo the whole pitch thing, I think it, it works against them because unless you're a Kohli type of player, they don't seem to be able to adapt to the conditions, even though they're home conditions. Um, they enjoy the ball coming on and they can you know, go through the arc and play all the shots, all the cover drives, but now they can't do that. So... Um, and the other teams are savvy to all this. You see, no one's no one bowls in your in your zone. Um, so you, you, you're almost uh, by trying to promote your your spin attack, you're now hampering the um, the natural uh, freedom and the natural abilities of your batting lineup, which uh, is it, disappointing. It's almost like the South Africa Test series. I, I always go back to that. Um, in the, you know, nobody got a fifty. Um, so 
why why would you want to do that so much when your spin attack is so superior? So, um, but I think they do they do need to. Suresh Rayner especially. Suresh Rayner is is also hanging on, but um, a lot of these guys will get will play anyway because they're either reputation or the best mates with the captain. I, I, um, I think Pandya is another one that you're carrying. Pandya with Pandya is carrying. Uh, I mean Pandya and uh, the other guy Jaspreet Bumrah because they had relatively okay IPLs. So the Indians tend to pick the teams from IPL success uh, or people b- get a name from doing something in the IPL. So these guys last season had good seasons. Um, so they're in the team. But uh, Bumrah's really impressed me. Like, his York is superb. His consistency is to bowl it as well. But Pandya doesn't have that. Pandya Pandi doesn't have that. Um, he's got. They use him as a, a middle middle order big hitter as well. So you know somebody that can promote up the order if they want to get to to launch a few if if, if somebody needs to go. You know if we need to accelerate the uh, the run rate or whatever. But um, so, at, at the moment, by giving him four overs and and especially, I don't think he's got the experience to be doing the death bowling. Uh, he's not. He's not a Dwayne Bravo. No. You know. When, you know. You need when you got the last over, last two overs. I mean, you saw the other day when Colton Ireland Faulkner had had the over against Colton. You need pe- if that was Dwayne Bravo, you'd, 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 your money would be on Dwayne Bravo to you know to to deliver it the way it was. And then if genius is happening in the batting end, that's fair enough. Um, but I don't think I don't think the Indian the Indians can only chase it. They can't set a total and reliably defend it because the bowling attack is too weak. The see the seam attack is too weak. Dan, what do you reckon to the Indians? So you asked you asked us to look at this analytically, Dan. So and I I, I tried to do this had a good look before, um, and I think India India have got the best bowling unit in the tournament. Um, they've got four bowlers um, who are all going at less than seven and over. Even when you consider the favourable pitches, um, as Jadeja Nair, Ashwin and Bumrah, so they've got a very very good bowling unit. However, the top seven is a bit of a shambles. Right, when, and you think about what you were saying pre-tournament, where what you would see, we'd be saying that about India's, India's top seven, and you'd be saying, no way. Because basically, it's Kohli or bust, because none of the others are in form at all. I agree. None of the top six have got over 50 runs, and, 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 and at mediocre straight rates. So I, I don't know how they've, had, they've done nothing for two weeks, and they've, God knows how much pressure they're under. And I don't know how they can just come in and turn it on, even though it's likely to be an extremely good batting tracker. You know, uh, M- Mumbai. Um, so, from an Indian, the reason they, they, can, they can turn it on, though, Dan, they can turn it on. The reason they can turn it on is because they're exceptionally skillful players. Uh, well, they they, they're no actually form. that good. They have no form. They have no form. Um, but it's one of those we we have to go with the whole form is temporary, class is permanent situation. So that's why they never change it. So they don't they don't drop it, these people analytically. analytically oh, you've read singers. Regression to the mean. I think I said yesterday on the pod that one of the two openers are um, Rayner. I think Rainer. One, one of those three is going to be a match winner because they've been so t- so terrible. Yeah, one of them's got to perform at some point. This is the pitch that's going to suit them. The West Indies bowling is yeah, it's good on some pitches, but I, I can't see uh, a match winner other than maybe Badri or Ben. Um, and it's yeah, not, no, it's not Jerome Taylor. He, Jerome yeah, Taylor will yeah. play at Mumbai, and he's the fastest bowler. He'll be the fastest bowler on either team. He's a good bowler. I know he's only bowled three overs in this tournament. He's uh, got a really nasty short ball. He has. Really nasty. No, he, he has. He has. I also just bring in the stats on uh, the the Indian attack to Gale in the IPL, and again that's superb. They don't need to bowl Rayner, um, and they shouldn't bowl Dadeja because in the one one spell he had against him, he went for two a ball. 
because it's a left arm spin, it's his arc. But if they played Harbhajan Singh, which they're not going to do because it's that pitch, but if they did, he's got a great record. Brummer's got a good record, Neira has, and Ashwin's got the best of all of them. So there is, you know, the matchups seem to be suiting India as well. Um, the regression to the mean of those three that I mentioned, it just seems to me that it's got India in all over it, but we need to come on because Dan called West Indies and I thought he were talking out of his, <laughs> but he called it. He absolutely called it and they've, 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 they've walked that group really. Um, so wind, the Windies, right? Um, they are, as I said in the preview pod, I think they've got the highest ceiling of any team in the tournament. When, when every, because they've got so many wild cards and so many options and so many X factors in there. Now, the thing is in the tournament, there's only really Gale and uh, Fletcher that have come off in the batters. And, and obviously we talked about the missing Pollard. But um, but it, I think the key thing is going to be what team of the wind is going to be able to field. Because I, I read a report that but all of Fletcher, Russell and Sammy all picked up knocks in the final game against Afghanistan. Is that, wow. do we know what? Do we know what, what team Windies are going to be able to field? I don't think they've released much info about that. As well, you the, the, are they knocks? The do they suspicion... take out knocks because they lost? Or... Well, the... Is there a case of, oh, you know, we were, we were a bit under the weather. That's why we lost the game. I don't think they. Oh, I don't think they care though. I don't think they care that they because they, they could lose against Afghanistan. They're still top of the group, so I don't think they're worried either way. Um, and but the the interesting thing is the injury list. So the the thinking is that Lendl Simmons is going to Lendl Simmons, who would normally be in the West Indies team, player, yeah. had an in, had an injury. Yeah, so he was. I think it was a back injury, so he couldn't play. But now they're saying that Andre Fletcher, because of his injury, Simmons is likely to replace Fletcher. Um, now, if that happens, that's very interesting because Lendl Simmons plays all these IPL for the Mumbai Indians, and in Mumbai is where the game is. So um, right. I'm not I'm sure what the rules are. Can he come in? Can he not come in? I, I think the pitch favours West Indies. Right, this is their best. This is their best chance of beating India because Chris Gale is is the biggest is the biggest star in, in World 2023 cricket, and he can win any game on his own, and he's already shown that in this tournament. And this is the pitch he did it on, and. Um, I don't think it's Gale or Bus for the Windies at all because they have, as I said, I think they have they're very good players. But the only per, the only other batter who's in form at the moment is Fletcher, and I don't think he's going to play. I think he's got a hamstring. I think Sam, Samuel's has, Samuel's has played a couple of decent knocks. He, he has, but it's not, not, strike rate is pretty mediocre. But um, I think, but, yeah, he's, he's, he, but he he he's won Marlon Samuel's won a World Cup final, World Twenty Twenty final for Windies, didn't he? So you know he's got he's he's shown he can do it when it really matters. And Bravo uh, potentially best all rounder in T20. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Bravo, a brilliant player. Um, now, I think I think I think um, um, it's been a bit um, disingenuous about Ben and Badri. Um, they've got thirty overs, eight for hundred and fifty-six in the tournament. They're very they've, they've prone, shown to be extremely good and extremely effective bowlers in this tournament. Whether they'll be effective at Mumbai is, is a different thing. But as I said, um, <clears throat> they've got Jerome Taylor, who 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 could be a lively. Um, presence at the top of the order, especially bowling to some out of form Indian batsmen. No, I, I agree with you, Dan. I think um, Badri and Ben are really good. I think uh, uh, Rhodesy was saying how he doesn't he doesn't think that you know they're too good or whatever. But I think Badri's been bowling quite well. Um, so they've got the, they've got this they've got the pace, like you say with, with Taylor. They've got the spin options there. They've got the 
um, the second seamer, if you like, with uh, Dwayne Bravo. Experience. But the beauty is that he's got the death bowling nailed on, hasn't he? So yeah. you can think that if you're up against it and, and you don't want to be facing Dwayne Bravo uh, in the la- in the 18th or the 20th over or whatever. So they've got all bases covered. And the, the balance of the West Indies team is brilliant because you've got the, the likes of Gale at the top of the order and, and whoever you put them with in partner-wise. Um, and then they've got the, the the power hitters, haven't they, in the middle order? So uh, when you've got Andre uh, Andre uh, Russell, Andre Russell, Andre Russell coming in, uh, and he can he can really clear the ropes uh, as yeah. can Sammy, uh, and, and you know, and Sammy hasn't even come off; he hasn't been required particularly. No. Um, so they they haven't even hit top top gear almost. Gale obviously hit top gear against the Eng- England in the batting, but um, th- as you say, their ceiling is so high. They can they're the one team that doesn't matter what the score is. Like if if South Africa had scored that against against West Indies, you'd have, you'd you would be almost thinking yeah, they could do this. And I, I and I think you said India. You worried about them setting a target. You'd rather them chasing. I, I think I'd rather them both as well. See, yeah, then the, yeah. Because Gale will say, well, OK, I'm in first. I'll just smash everybody for 100 off 30 balls, you know. <laughs> and he'll do the, the same chasing. I think the, Indians are, I think the Indians will get demoralised as well. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the bowlers could get demoralised if Gale gets after them. But I don't know. They'll have plans. I mean, people like Dhoni would have had plans, uh, you know, against Gale throughout every IPL season. So they'll have a plan or they'll try what they can try. Yeah, he's got the most. Um, Gale's got the most um, twenty twenty centuries, hasn't he? In, in 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 history, I think he's got seventeen, which is pretty phenomenal. Remarkable. It's phenomenal. <laughs> People don't get that many Test match centuries. No, he's got that I many. Te- he's got that many Test match centuries as well. Is I think he's the only batsman to have triple century, double century in ODIs and a ton in uh, in T twenties. The only ever ever batsman to do that. Yeah, um, Andy. Let's bring you in because you said that um, the Indians are nailed on favourites. How do you see the Indians going about the the game against the Windies? Oh, it'll be interesting. I'm kind of listening to all this, starting to waver a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, we we, t- we talked about this pre-pod. You know, the the, the thing with the West Indians and and like we've already you guys have already discussed. You just don't know what team is going to turn up on the day. Um, but the the whole team is T20 specialists. Like they, uh, I mentioned this on the. Uh, Prior to the preview pod, when I was having a chat with Rosie, about um, it, when they, they Western Indies did their tour of Australia, they had a whole lot of their guys playing in the Big Bash over there, as opposed to playing in the in the Test match series with Aussie, um, and and they just you know they they just go around the around the around the world doing T20. So, um, but the thing will be is yeah, what what they what they deliver on the day, and I, I was quite surprised to see just um, you know the likes of um, sort of and Ben just how you know what is. An economy rate of under fives, um, which is which is very impressive, um, and and Badger is pretty close, just over, a shade over five. Um, but the the thing for me with with India, it'll be for the Indians, it's going to going to be the gimme runs. Um, like in, in the New Zealand game, uh, Ronke had a he had a quick fire twenty five or twenty six, I think it was, and it was off off um, eleven balls or something like that, right at the death when we needed the runs. Um, and it was just because he was just getting low, he was getting full tosses. Um, and it's similar to that, you know, closing out that Bangladesh game. You, you're just bowling uh, full tosses at sort of waist high. Those balls should just be disappearing. And, and against uh, the West Indies, they will. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just with a, I think it, it'll come down to, and I, I, what, what someone mentioned earlier about this this top five for India, and, and it's only really been Kohli that's been performing. Um, and, and one of them's got to be due. One of them's got to be due to to take this game by the scruff of the neck, and and I think um, if it's on a on a 
Fletcherick, I think they will. I think it balances on that. I think it balances on the the likes of uh, either the openers, Shahmad or Shikhardavan or Suresh Raina have to. One of them has to have a score for the Indians to to either post something decent or to chase something down. I think um, it's even analytically you can't just say oh yeah Kohli's going to save the day every time it doesn't work like that I think I've been absolutely massively unfair to assessing the West Indies I just think I've been reading quick articles for the last 18 months or two years and all I keep hearing about is how much turmoil they're in and how much the board's struggling and you know the the players out playing in the in the test matches and stuff and I kind of ignored that and didn't realize how Good, they should be at T20 because that's what a lot of these players have been playing and have focused on playing and have learnt their skills, just like um, the Indian players have the experience here. A lot of these do. Bravo has been a, a stalwart of IPL since its since its beginning, as as is Gale. You know, and like and like you said, what you just quoted then with Ben and Badri's economy rates, they've done that in the batting friendly group. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So if they've done it on batting friendly conditions, they're now coming onto a batting friendly pitch. It, it, you know, I've, I've, I've under, uh, underestimated their ability. What, what percentages are you going for this game, Dan? Um, the thing is, I, I can't change my prediction now because I, I did tip Windy, so <laughs> I can't change. <laughs> I, I, I do see India as slight favourites, like fifty-five, forty-five. Mm. I'll probably go about sixty-four. Yeah. In, in favour of India. In favour of India. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with that. I'm with sixty. I'm I'm even going to go sixty-five. Sixty-five um, percent the Indians. I think the weak link. The weak not, link not, there not is ninety. The, then not ninety percent. <laughs> no, I mean. No, I was just, just going to say. Oh, is anyone going to do the ninety? You may as well have just. You may as well have just said a hundred percent. You may. <laughs> you, you know, if you're going to say ninety, now I think the Indians are uh, will, will slightly more than fifty-fifty, isn't it? Really, give it sixty, sixty-five if you're a bit confident. I think the weak link of the Windies is the opening partnership. So I think if a fit Lendl Simmons had been there. I think Lendl, Lendl Simmons and Chris Gale as an opening solid partnership, all the experience in the world would have been really, really tough. I think now there's a, a chance, you know, if Johnson Charles plays or whoever, if, if Simmons is going to come in straight away, then he hasn't had any cricket in the tournament. So maybe there's an opportunity. So let's just say you get Gale early for argument's sake. And then you think you one minute. There's the other guy that's got no runs. There's Gale's gone early. And how much... Does that have an impact on the rest of the batting lineup? Uh, my only other thinking about the, the way the Windies play is, um, like Gale scores all his runs in the V. Um, it's Rhodes, you were saying this the other day as well. I think all of the the, the uh, West Indies team tends to play in that kind of fashion, in that it's very much the power hitting. So then I always think that if for whatever reason the pitch isn't as true as it has been in the past. Um, of, of the games that we've seen in the tournament so far, then I'm not sure. Do they have the innovations? Can they do all the flicks and tricks and things, or manoeuvre the strike? Uh, Gale's always had a problem with the strike manoeuvre. You know, he'll, if he gets bogged down, then four or five dots can happen, and then pressure then builds on. Let, let's and, just let's just be clear, yeah. clear though. When Gale gets bogged down, he scores a century off fifty balls instead of thirty. It's true. <laughs> If he gets to thirty, it's all over. If he gets to thirty, it's all over. he'll get a, he'll get a score. I say, so uh, you know, he, you know, basically, after five overs, whether the Windies are going to win the game or not, because Gale will either be in or he'll be out. <laughs> I am, um, I but you've just said there that if the pitch isn't as true, you wanted a true pitch for your batsman, but now you've just said if it isn't as true, the West Indies a struggle. But you've also struggled when it isn't as true. 
And, and, no, and that just... was, it was, I, I meant it in terms of the difference between the batting lineups would be that the the Indians have, call have it. more... <laughs> just call it no. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on paper, on paper, when you look at all the batsmen, they've all got different styles, and because they're all very wristy, they can they can rotate the strike if needs be, or they can you know they can play in different ways depending on what the conditions need to. I always feel that the Windies need set sort of conditions to to succeed, um, but it's it's just what you the, the feel. But the good news there, you, know, you guys are more analytical. The, these are the yes, best sir. conditions for the Windies, in my opinion. So I think they've got the right pitch for, the, for, for, for them to fire, for them to come off. That's it. I think, I think uh, when it comes to semi-finals and things, you, you're picking the, 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 big, the bigger grounds. I think uh, the tournament organisers would want Mumbai to be a, you know, if it's not going to be the final, it's going to be the, where, I don't even know where the final is. Kolkata. Um, Kolkata. So yeah, Kolkata even. So yeah, so it's always going to be one of those. Is the final, the semi-final going to be in Kolkata? So um, the the bigger grounds get the the, the more uh, marquee marquee one uh, events. So you, you, it has to be in the Mumbai, Delhi, and Kolkata. Be whatever order you're going to put all those matches in. Um, so from that angle, it's it's out of the Indians' hands in in fixing the pitch as much as they they normally would. But um, I, I, <laughs> like I was saying, I think India's India's bowling attack is perfect um, for for Gale. So perfect to which. <laughs> To restrict Gale or get him out, and um, we've just talked about how Gale's the key key batsman. So uh, that's just what gives India the edge. The only thing to mention quickly is that uh, Yuvraj Singh is a doubt now for the semi-final because he injured his ankle, didn't he, in the previous game? Well, you probably so, do better without him, to be honest. Well, this is the whole thing. So my hope is that um, he's a liability in the field. I, I, yeah, he is completely. So my hope, anyway, is that he does get. But I mean, they've they've drafted in Manish Pandey for the. Uh, you know, they've got to draft somebody in, but uh, Manish Pandey is not going to get a game. So they'll either bring in Rahane, who I've been tipping for a while to come in, or they'll, or they'll. Um, I, I can't see them going a, a batsman short and picking another bowler like Harbhajan Singh. Uh, I'd like to see Harbhajan Singh play and, and Pandya not play because I just think I can just see Pandya coming in and Gale launching him everywhere. Uh, that sort of friendly pace, and then you know when they try, they'll try to go for the Yorkers and they'll become full tosses. And the West Indies are too good for stuff like that. Uh, so I think I think um, they're going to have to somehow. I, I think I'd put Rahane in for the batting. I'd drop Pandya and I'd put Harbhajan Singh in. He plays a lot of games at Mumbai from Mumbai Indians as well. Um, and he, he's a sort of competitive nature, uh, and he'd, he'd relish the whole thing. So, I, th- I think we should go with who you think your best lineup is, as opposed to picking. You know, if, if Pandy is a weak link, I don't think India's got the seam attack anyway in reserve. There's no reserve seam people that can come in and do a job anyway. You may as well just keep Pandy in then if you want that. Um, I've been told by uh, Shrikanth <laughs> Bala that, and I, I retweeted him earlier that he says that Dhoni likes to pick the team. To per- so gives him options as a ne- not necessarily the best 11 um, whereas my thinking has always been pick, pick your best 11 to win the game um, but uh, the captain likes to do it so he's got options depending on what the circumstances are so he's got all things covered so let's see how it goes but Predict- see, I'm, not as ner- I'm not as nervous if it was England predictions Alan, I'm, let's, I'm, let's all do predictions who's going to go through Quickly, uh, the Indians, Indians are winning, and uh, and I I tip England, so I think it'll be an England India final. I'm gonna go New Zealand West Indies final. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. 
because uh, I have to stick with Windies. I'm going to go West Indies versus England's final. Yeah, I have to go for uh, for my black caps and uh, India. I think. All permutation covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sums up like we talked about at the very start. It's just a lottery. It really is a lottery, and I think it's it's just two coin uh, coin coin tosses in these two games. See who's going to make it. Uh, yeah, it's just too hard to call. And, at the end of a, and that's what you want. End of an analytical pod. Let's emphasize the importance of random chance. Great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shorter, the shorter the format, the more chance plays a part. It's an absolutely fantastic format and a fantastic tournament. Yeah, I think they've uh, they've they've nailed it. Like you said, Dan earlier, that they've nailed it with the format of the tournament. And and you know, it's all looking very spicy. No matter what the outcome, I think we'll get two cracking games and uh, and the final as well. Uh, and all the permutations with the pitches come into play. I think it's really set up for a good one. You know, can the Indians please the home crowd and, and do it? Um, I think if the Windies beat the Indians, I think the Windies will then become the home team because they all love Chris Gale. Um, and it'll be it'll be good to see if uh, if England can continue their uh, success with white ball cricket. And, uh, no and, way. Yeah, no, <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I don't think we're ever now anyway going to say that New Zealand are the underdogs for any other ICC tournament uh, at our peril because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned they've, they've since like you know 92 was it you know when they really went into, into the fancy uniforms and everything um, 93 when Pakistan won it they've just been yeah, it was 92 yeah. yeah they've been yeah, ph- phenomenal uh, yeah ever since you know getting tournament format and maybe it is because they, uh, uh, with their sort of more limited pool of resources, really do uh, adapt to the conditions that well. Chaps, thank you for your time. I think that brings us to a close. Pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure, pleasure as always. And uh, we'll be back with uh, some post-match reaction and uh, uh, previewing the final, I'm sure. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.